Yay! It's Memorial Day. Might be the stupidest holiday our country celebrates. Who cares, right? Well, we care, and we're gonna talk about it today. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my much more dressed up wife, Nikki. And we are so happy you guys are here with us on this Memorial Day holiday. Just Mm -hmm. joking about it being stupid. Settle down. But before we dive in, baby, do you have anything you want to say? Yes, we have our just keep praying for this move for us. We've had to we've had to get rid of a lot of stuff. The saddest thing is ping pong table that the kids love to play with. But we ain't going to have room at the new place we realized and. It, it feels good to get rid of stuff. We realize, oh, I don't know, I was thinking about how we just, we hold on to the things of the world and possessions. And it's just, it's good practice, I think, to just look at what you don't need. And, and it really makes you count your blessings when you're having to just get rid of stuff and be positive and say, hey, we're together, we're all healthy and God has given us a place to live. And it's just getting my perspective where it should be through all this. So it's, Praise God, even through these times that seem like disappointment, he's getting our perspective right. So yeah, just pray for our safety. As we're traveling, I'll be pulling a trailer behind a truck and he'll be pulling our van behind the U-Haul. And so that's going to be fun. And (laughs) so pray about that. If you have anything else you can think of. Yeah, just uh, like and subscribe to the channel. If you guys haven't already, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you follow us. We had mentioned previously that we were going to try to keep these episodes going throughout the move. I don't think that's going to happen. So instead, we're going to have this episode today. And then our next episode, we'll miss the Wednesday, Friday this week, but we'll be back next Monday. So we're just going to take a quick break because I don't want to put crap Mm -hmm. out that we don't really have the time and effort to um, dedicate to each episode. We don't want to put out bad episodes for you guys. So we're going to take a week off. We'll be back next week, so don't forget about us. We'll be back on Monday, um, hopefully with some good episodes. So today, we're talking about Memorial Day. And, you know, Memorial Day, it's not about apple pie, hot dogs, you know, boats on the lake, sweet deals on laptops. You know, it's not even about thanking veterans. It's really, we're like just so focused on what's in it for us. Oh, it's a holiday. Yeah, it's a four-day holiday. And don't think veterans. That's Veterans Day, for God's sake. (laughs) But Memorial Day is about remembering the men and women that fought and died to defend this nation. But what good is remembering? You know, what good is learning history if you don't actually learn from history? And all these brave men and women that fought and died for this country, what were they fighting and dying for? You know, in many cases... In fact, most cases, they were fighting against communism, socialism, and just kind of this overall authoritarianism that we see in the world. You know, in the Revolutionary War, we fought against a king that was abusing his authority against us. Mm-hmm. World War One and World War Two, we were fighting against communism, socialism, you know, the Cold War against communism, and sort of that evil spreading across the world. And then when we weren't fighting against these oppressive regimes... 
we were trying to fight to give freedom to the people that we thought needed it around the world. In this episode, listen, it's not about, um, you know, government motives behind these wars or political right. maneuverings. None of that. It's about the actual warfighter, the one that went and did what their nation called them to do. Yeah. And the point of learning history to be to learn from history. So all those men and women that died fighting, defending this nation, they're um, they did so fighting the very things um, like we elect these people in office, like they were fighting against that and we're we're doing that. We're just like unraveling it all, you know, like it's because people don't know like we're, the people like celebrating Memorial Day voted these people into office that we don't want there. That's just the crazy thing. Like, why are you celebrating Memorial Day then? Don't acknowledge it. Yeah, they're the same people that we elect now. And, you know, we scream at our neighbors about. And that's what we want to speak about on this Memorial Day is the fact that I think we've lost our way as a nation. We've become unmoored from what America was and then also what she needs to be in this world. You know, the enemies we fight or that we need to fight, they're no longer external enemies. You know, like Russia, mm -hmm. China, terrorism in the Middle East. None of those are actual threats to a healthy America. You know, but we're not a healthy America anymore. And what will and is already threatening America is all internal threats. And I got this quote from Abraham Lincoln, honey, if you want to read it. Mm, yeah. He says, at what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Well said, mm -hmm. the American Moses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we are dying by suicide in this country. And I think there are three methods, kind of overarching methods. At least there's probably a thousand reasons why we're um, killing ourselves here. But the first one we wanted to mm -hmm. talk about was this idea of Marxism. And, you know, the push and support for Marxism sort of everywhere from our elected officials, our schools, and it's even coming from our churches. Yeah, it's not that it's just ungodly. It's evil. It kills prosperity. It just destroys nations. Yeah, every nation that tries it is destroyed because of it. And you know, we used to send brave men and women around the world to fight against this evil ideology. You know, it's kind of this ideology of like envy and covetousness and ultimately death at mm -hmm. the end of the day. I mean, I think communism in all of its sort of forms is responsible for over 100 million deaths. You know, but today we slap <clears throat> the word democratic in front of it. Like, well, we got democratic socialism. Yeah, we got like goofy old man Bernie Sanders. He's like the face of it. So people think it's okay <laughs> yeah like oh bernie's not a bad guy look at him he looks like my grandpa <laughs> you know but communism socialism fascism kind of all the isms that you want they're all branches from the same tree of marxism mm -hmm. and we just got done listening yesterday and today i think it's about a week old now but it was a great podcast on the glenn beck podcast he does these saturday like hour-long sit-down interviews and he had vadi bakum on and we've talked about vadi on this show before and we'll link that podcast. Um, 
Vadi, if you're unfamiliar, he's a Christian apologist. I think he's actually the Dean of Theology at a African Christian seminary in Zambia. But he's a descendant of slaves, mm-hmm. black man raised in poverty. But he's most known to us as sort of a really great voice and leader on this idea of critical race theory and how dangerous yeah. it is in the world. And that's what he was talking to Glenn about, um, what's critical race theory. And really, critical race theory is just another means that they use to bring about Marxist ideologies. And it's dangerous whenever you hear things like systemic racism, white privilege, uh, hegemony. These are all sorts of words that you need to be cued into. And when you hear them, you need to push back immediately. Don't just go, well, you know, maybe America is a racist place. No, man, you know, we're not in your heart of hearts. You know, we're not like you're not a racist. Right. And that's what they'll tell you. Like, well, no, of course, you're not a racist. But all those other people. But this is the the war that's going on in the decades to come. Like this is this is where the war is going to be fought right here in America. It's the battlefield of ideas. And that's what we have to fight on. And I kind of had this thought, this is maybe a little bit off topic, but I thought it was interesting while I was listening to this podcast, Um, sort of like Marxism, critical race theory. These are just products of academia, you know, um, ideas. And this was kind of the thought that I had. The ideas this stupid can only be thought of and promoted by really smart people with time Mm -hmm. on their hands. And that's what you get in academia. With anything that is like a crazy theory, even like scientific or when it comes to creation, people get mad at you for questioning. They're like, just shut up and listen to this person with all these degrees. You think you can just question them? Who are you? And they get mad at you for using your brain and critical thinking. Yeah, like (laughs) on paper, like on a chalkboard, Marxism sounds great. But in the real world, like we said, hundreds of millions of people killed. And like she was talking about, even in science, it's kind of like the Big Bang Theory. You know, both ideas are so stupid that it takes really intelligent people to -hmm. come up with reasons why it might work and then sell it to the masses. You know, smart people, they like to solve problems, right? That's what they like to use their brain for. And when they have time on their hands, they can come up with a lot of creative ways to solve these problems. So like, on one hand, it's like, hey, America, that's the most prosperous, richest, successful, freest nation in the world, right? Okay, how can we do the complete opposite of what they did and be more successful? And they're like, hmm, (laughs) what about a utopian society called communism, right? And then the same thing we run into in science, right? The Big Bang Theory, you know, for people that refuse God, they're like, you know, listen, everything that's created needs a creator. We all know that, right? You know, nothing comes about, you know, disorder can't create order. But what if it could? Let's think of a way. And they're like, oh, well, maybe there's these molecules. And they're like, oh, well, who? it's insane, right? But it's intelligent people with time on their hands can come up with crazy theories and make them sound intelligent. So I just listened to this podcast. I was like, maybe that's why colleges are packed full of these crazy Marxists. And, you know, because it's just a good place to let your brain wander. Um Anywho, that's a little off topic. So <laughs> you want to go into the second method? Yeah, just talking about this. Looking at it as this point of view of like, like America, it's like suicide, a slow suicide. So the second method is really a byproduct of the first and it's laziness and people just living off government handouts. So our nation is really dying of 
uh, envy and greediness because that's really the core issue of it. It's it is just laziness and envy and people want what someone else worked for. That's just and then it's that victim mentality or, you know, to get it. And so it's just like our nation doesn't see um, like we used to be a nation that saw honor and worth in hard work. Like people don't care about hard work anymore. They just care about doing the bare minimum and getting what someone else worked really hard for. And that's, that's just killing our nation. It's the people need to wake up and see. So there's no honor in like working and providing for your family anymore. It's boasting what you can get away with. And it's a shame. Yeah, like what a crazy idea, right? Providing for your family and hard work. But, you know, after decades of Marxism being shoved down our throat at every turn, I think, like she said, we've kind of begun to hate these notions. You know, it's like, why should I work hard when my hard work doesn't earn me everything that the guy down the street's right. hard work earns him, right? It's just unfair. Yeah. You know, the idea like, oh, if I get sick, who's going to take care of me? Mm-hmm. You know, if I if my kid needs food, who's going to provide him food? If I need a house, who's going to give me a house? You know, the answer used to be you, <laughs> you know, but today it's government in pretty much all these instances. And the only thing that's really in our minds standing in the way of government providing all of our needs by their riches and glory <laughs> is that, you know, that it's filthy gone. rascal, that one percenter who's just refusing to pay his fair share, right? I know. It's like, oh, should I work harder and actually go back to college improve my skills so I can earn more? They're like, no, screw that. You go back to school. You work harder and earn more, and then you give it to me. <laughs> Marxism, huh? Gotta love it. To each according to their need, from each according to their ability. What a <sighs> disastrous idea. So our government, you know, they've been, and they've just been kind of like spending, basically spending us taking debt, national debt into oblivion. You know, it's almost this unrecoverable situation now. And it's not even just national debt, but it's personal debt. You know, and the thing that is sad is like the Bible tells us not to be lenders or to be lenders and not borrowers. You know, that tells us that the borrower is slave to Mm -hmm. the lender. And I pulled up the verse, honey, if you want to read Mm -hmm. it, Proverbs 22, 7. The Bible has the answer for everything. (laughs) Okay, the first one is ESV version. The rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. Like, Yeah. That's true. And that's (laughs) true for our nation. I mean, we're not just slaves personally to our debtors. I mean, credit card debt is killing this nation, but like as a nation as well. I mean, this is why we bend over backwards to China and not want to rock the boat because they're our creditors, right? They're giving us all of our money and it's killing us. And that's how all these, this laziness is facilitated through somebody else paying your debt. Mm -hmm. Because nothing in life is free. So I think that's definitely the second reason or the second way that we're killing ourselves. I think the last method of suicide is probably the reason for the first two methods. And that's the church. The church, if not dead in America, is dying and it's dying quickly. You know, we're dying from false gospels, false teachers, the love of uh, money, the love of self. It's killing us. 
I know when we're not, when we're not rooted in the word of God, um, all these other stupid ideas like Marxism, they seem to make sense, don't they? Um, like it's Marxism, it's laziness. It's really the government being your provider. Like the government is really your God. It's like, it's like a religion in and of itself. It really is like who is providing for you. But it really is like reverse, like you're really the God. They're, you know, serving you and you just get to sit back and relax. That is anti-Christian. That's really what it is. So all anti-Christ ideas. And we're going to link a sermon here from uh, Pastor Smotherman. He's the pastor of Legacy Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's talked a lot on these types of things on the anti-Christ spirit. Um, I think he preached this sermon, it was last year. It's been a year already. We've been listening to him a while. He's He has a lot to say on these types of things going on in America. And he, you know, connects it back to the Bible. Like the things that are unfolding are all anti-Christ. So, and if we're, we see that it's his, you know, Satan's handiwork going on. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is like, we're not unique among nations in the world, America, this is something all nations do, right? As they prosper, they turn away from God. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you read the Old Testament, the book of Judges, it's all throughout that. You know, but I think the bigger problem is the greater the nation, the greater the fall. And America, we're the greatest of all nations. And as we fall, we're going to take the whole world with us. Mm -hmm. Our wickedness, I think, is going <laughs> to eclipse a lot of wickedness that we've seen throughout throughout the world. And as far as I'm concerned... This is a har. I mean, we've talked about this before. This is a harvest we're going to reap. The, mm -hmm. the law of sowing and reaping says that we have to reap what we've sown. And yeah, that's biblical. It's biblical. And we are in for mm -hmm. some very, very difficult times ahead of us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, God says if what he says, if my people, you know, who are called by my name, repent and turn. So we are the people like our leaders they're not gods they don't really bear his name but pray yeah pray for the church pray for america but pray for the faith of god's people to stand for us to do do what's right yeah because the sooner we turn back and win this nation back to god we can limit the damage and the fallout mm -hmm. from this harvest we're about right. to reap so that's what we want to end on here is what we need to do now um, in this country and i think it's to let this memorial day um, be a catalyst to begin to start standing up and fighting. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of you are probably already doing that. And just to be clear, because we live in 2021 America, I'm not talking about taking up arms and going to you know, <laughs> physically fight people, but this is an ideological yeah. fight. You know, in order to do this, you have to know your Bible. That's first yeah, and foremost. You do. You really do. Cause it's, it, it really is. It's the bedrock of our nation. And if we're going to get America back, which is we want God back in America. It's not that you have America on its own. You can only have America with God. They go hand in hand. So you have to know God's word in order to get things back to the way they were a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, America without God isn't a country worth fighting for. You know, but once you have that, that foundation of God, um, you need to fight with that knowledge. And we hear yeah. so often this idea of integrity. Um, 
in the definition that you always hear is integrity is doing what's right when no one's looking. And I personally, I think that's a weak definition in light of the world that we live in. Um, Because a lot of times we do a lot of dastardly things when no one's looking. Um, But I think integrity in my eyes is doing what's right, even to your own detriment. And, you know, things like, will you stand against Marxist ideas, even if that means you stop getting stimulus checks? Will you vote for politicians that don't promise to make your life easier by giving you what others have worked so hard for? Yeah, they make you the focus. Yeah. That's the problem. And other things like we know what what's going to be taught in these schools and part of raising your kids is also protecting them from these antichrist ideas. So we're to the point where, okay, we don't trust these. And it's not, I know there's some teachers in schools that are not going to teach your kids this. They'll refuse. I have some Christian friends who are teachers and they would not, but then there's those people who are just there and they believe it and they're teaching it even on their own as not part of the curriculum too. So like, will you keep your kids home and homeschool them? It's a sacrifice, but it's those generations. You're raising them up to build America back up in these, in the biblical, you know, the foundation in these truths, they need to be brought up in that because you can't teach them at home. And then they're being taught another way at school. That's going to cause them to vote a certain way when they're older or just have the wrong way of thinking all the, even like the transgenderism that's being taught in school, the homosexuality, like they're they're really shaping your kids' minds into accepting evil as normal. And all these anti-American values, the critical race theory, and the pro-racist ideas, that's all being taught in schools. I mean, more so in college right now in your face, but it's in there. It's coming to in your elementary. kids younger and younger. And yeah, so are you going to fight? You know, so this Memorial Day, don't just like sit around stuffing your face full of hot dogs and ice cream. And don't just remember the fallen soldiers for simply the sake of remembrance. You know, let this holiday in 2021 sort of be a call to action. Remember Mm -hmm. what they fought for and who they fought. And then make the decision to get into the fight yourself. You know, on one hand, you're lucky, right? You don't have to get into a boat or a plane and travel across the ocean to go fight some enemy. But on the other hand, since that enemy is internal, yep. your fight might cost you relationships with friends or family. You know, it might cost you economic increase and it might cost you saying no to a lot of things that you've become accustomed to saying yes to. But in the end, uh, I think America, you know, the constitution that we are founded on is worth fighting for. And above that, I think God's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. So as we get ready to wrap this episode up, baby, do you have anything you want to end on? I just want to end on prayer again. I think this was just a great, um, a great thing to ponder and talk about it and just pray for boldness for yourself and get back in the word. Everything is about getting back in the word, you know, to help preserve America and turn it around. Yep. We need that. Um, Again, like I said, this country's worth fighting for. So we hope you guys take this call to action. um, Be that remnant that brings the country back to God. And we will be richly rewarded for it. God uses remnant to do big things. Remember that. (laughs) Yeah, but that's all we got for you guys. We love you. God bless.
We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.